0: Is that is that what I need to be calling you, Mudbone? Is well, that what you go by? I didn't
1: pick it, but that's what everybody calls me. I didn't, like I said, I didn't. It sort of picked me.
0: So. It's the name on the album, too. So there we go. Yeah. Right? Well, uh,
1: you know, there's <laughs> uh, when people holler, "Hey, Chris!" Uh, about nine people usually turn around to answer. But when there's people holler, "Hey, Mudbone!" Ah. Usually, I'm the only guy.
0: Of course, and 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 there may be a connection here. I'm not sure, but I always think of uh, Richard Pryor's character. You know, when I, I didn't hear didn't know
1: about that until people had been calling me that for a couple of years. And how this, how the whole thing came about. When I was a kid, uh, my dad moved to Teok, Mississippi, when I was a kid. Now. Son House comes from Teok, Magic uh-huh. Sam, uh, BB King was from just down the road in itabina He was born just down 15 miles from Teok. Um, a lot of people, Book of White, a lot of early blues cats came from around that small, small area in Mississippi. So I got to grow up uh-huh. learning about uh, all those cats from people who grew up with them and knew them. And one of the guys that was instrumental in teaching me how to play guitar learned to play from Sun house wow. and he told me uh one day he said i'm going to tell you what son told me he said one day he said you need a blues name one day somebody's <laughs> going to give you your blues name it's uh-huh. not going to be me it's not going to be today but he said one day somebody will give you a blues name and your whole world will make sense so you know i'm a 14 year old kid i forgot about that conversation in 15 16 minutes yeah. and uh went to nashville moved to nashville i'd been in nashville for about 12 years I was out on a christmas tour with a gentleman named john barry um your love amazes me that guy so uh he's a great singer and we were out on a christmas tour his bass player plays for chuck lavelle and bonnie Raitt, and does some work with clapton and stuff like that mm-hmm. so uh he's got some pretty heavy blues credentials and i was i was on stage uh, during a sound check playing a chrome resonator guitar just sitting there minding my own business and uh the bass player walked across stage and he stopped and he said you need a blues name he said it just like that guy all those years ago so i was like oh, okay uh, and he said, we'll call you Mudbone. Now, <laughs> what happened at that second, I can't really describe it. It was a, a flash uh, in my head. And I I, I've, I grew up in a bluegrass family who saw fit to go down to Mississippi and learn the blues uh, and I say be baptized in muddy waters. And uh-huh. that's exactly what it was. So there was always that struggle and being torn. You know, my grandparents you bending them strings an awful lot, son. And you you don't need to be doing that. So uh, it r- might
0: break. <laughs> to uh, to
1: uh, to to the average listener, bluegrass and blues are two different things. Yeah. Uh, but to me, they've always been sort of the same thing. And when he said that, when he said we'll call you Mudbone, I had a flash in my head, and I went. I set the guitar down. I went back to the bus, and I started writing what I thought was an outline for a concept album. I wanted to talk about how African music turned into blues and how European music turned into bluegrass and country music and how they swirled together. Um, Four days and 67 pages later, I had way too much information for a concept (laughs) album. So since then, I've been writing a book. It's actually a book series. Uh, And that's what it's based on. But, you know, when he said, we'll call you Mudbone, he could have said, we'll call you Cracker Jack. It could have been anything, I think. Mm. But what he said, it inspired those uh the stories of the struggle of American music and being a historian. It just it made me realize that guy all those years ago was right. It, he said that, and it made me realize why I was here. It mm-hmm. Made me realize what my path was. Mm-hmm. So uh, it sort of stuck. There was only two people on stage when he said, "We'll call you Mudbone," and I ne- I still have trouble going hi I'm Mudbone. You <laughs> know, that's still it's difficult. So, but for some reason, it just sort of proliferated and spread to my friend base and was playing guitar for other people and they got a kick out of it and then before i knew you know nine states worth of people were calling me mud, mud bum. Bum, so yeah. i didn't really have a choice there you that.
0: are well like he said somebody's going to give you that name it's, right. it's not that you have a choice
1: right
0: now you've already gone there so we'll, we'll continue that conversation a little bit you were uh, born into a, a musical family in arkansas yes sir and you were surrounded by gospel music and bluegrass music and old-time music. And and then you all journeyed down into the Delta, and you picked up the blues.
1: Right, right. You know, uh, it was interesting going back and forth from each side of the river. You know, uh, the Black River in northeast Arkansas, that is uh, the dividing line between the Ozark Mountains and the Mississippi Delta. Mm-hmm. So their music's different on either side. And uh, I've always thought, you know, it takes – takes dirt from both sides of the river, washing into it to make it the river. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, you know, they, the, my bluegrass family, the, thought that i was wasting my time learning how to play the blues and my blues friends they all thought that i was wasting my time playing bluegrass but you know like i said they're all it's all from the same place
0: yeah one of the things i've done over the years when when i was a a youngster listening to music is you know i'd hear somebody like clapton play or keith richards and then you'd read interviews that they they had done now i guess you watch them on youtube but but you used right. to read interviews that they had done and they would always mention people like robert johnson and i'm like who the heck is robert johnson and then i had to go out and find uh to show my age a cassette and right. put that thing in the first time i heard it i'm like i don't get it i don't know what that is right years later i'm a huge fan right you know it it it, it, it took a while and um, one of the i went through a blues phase as a lot of people do and uh one of my favorite blues tunes that of all time is death letter from sun house oh yeah we've mentioned sun house a couple of times oh here,
1: yeah that yeah. death letter blues uh several of my favorite songs are sun house songs we got death letter blues uh, john the revelator oh yeah. in your yeah, face yeah. those yeah. are uh you know we were talking about earlier you know if it hadn't been for alan lomax and john lomax yeah uh capturing all that music that was disappearing by that time mm-hmm. it was star it was it would have went away what would the world be like if the blues would have disappeared and nobody would have ever heard yeah, it yeah. on a broadcasted level
0: i love to tell i love to tell my my students just that those stories about how the field recordings people went out not not in nashville or new york or los angeles right. where they went out and they captured the the people's music right whether that was um uh the bristol sessions right or which you know created country music yeah. or whether it was the lomax brothers or any of this stuff and years later people rediscovered these uh, these records these albums and you get the whole folk revival of the late 50s and early 60s and it's just it, it is american music
1: yeah and I, i'll i'll tell people that you know um americana music the uh, american music it's all It's ours. It's unique, and we changed the way the world sounds Mm -hmm. musically. Over the last 300 years, the story of African music and European music, uh, while our cultures have at times been at odds, our music has been the common thread that has held this experiment we call America together. So uh, I think if people knew the story of the struggle of their music, Mm -hmm. they would would put a little bit more – start to value it more again people are starting to we were talking about it you know it's it's starting to slip into the background but it's Mm -hmm. because people they don't know the story of the struggle so that's what that's what we do here at at Mudbone music we (laughs) we tell people uh, where the music came from
0: you've got a lot of really good content on your social media your website and all that uh that that does get into this gets into the different genres and gets uh, into how they're connected and just uh, sort of the folk music of of particularly the American South. Um, so tell folks how to find you online.
1: Well, um, type in Mudbone and then type in Roots. If you're on okay. Facebook, it's Mudbone Roots. Um, you my YouTube channel is uh, Mudbone underscore Music. And um, I think I have a Twitter channel I think I have a Twitter account. I'm It'll be sure connected there somewhere. Yeah, they're all it. there together. <laughs> Mudbonemusic.net is the yeah. website. Mm-hmm. You can get records and stuff there as well. And then, you know, I'm all the streaming demons, you can find me on there. And then uh, any Americana radio right here at WGWG. People can listen to it there, too.
0: I want to talk about the uh, the two albums, the, the Rivers and The Roads. But first, could you play us a song?
1: Absolutely. You know, we were... We'll we'll start with the rivers. You know, uh, we were talking about the Ozark Mountains and it being the, uh, dividing the, the Black River dividing the Ozark Mountains from the Mississippi Delta. So literally, you know, all, all the music on one side is... And on the other side, all the music goes... Like I said, it takes dirt from both sides of the river. That's what this song, this sort of starts the whole story off at the beginning of part one of the record. It's called The River Song.
2: There is a deep and muddy river where I'm from. It's where I belong. The banks are steep. And the river is winding Waiting for my Lord to carry me home When I was just a child, Lord I was a child wandering Waiting for when I could roam But I'm a little bit older now this old world got smaller somehow But that black river rolls through this soul Like it's always done It is a deep and muddy river Where I'm from It's where I belong The banks are steep And the river is winding Waiting for my Lord To carry me home Over yonder on the west banks Was the beginning of the foothills To the Ozark mountains And the great beyond But right yonder on the east side There was nothing but cotton fields For 500 miles on down to the Mississippi shore It is a deep and muddy river Where I'm from, it's where I belong The banks are steep And the river is winding Waiting for my Lord To carry me home And when I go to sleep And don't wake with the morning Bury me in my river home Oh, bury me in my River Home.
0: That's Mudbone live in our studio talking about where he comes from, where uh, the Ozarks. Kind of meet up with the Delta. I just drove through that this last summer for the first time ever. We, uh, we, we were driving, my family, we were driving across country and we stopped, uh, in Nashville for a couple of days. And then we went to Memphis for a couple of days. And I, I love Memphis. And I love Nashville too. Don't get me wrong. And then we drove across the river into Arkansas. And it's just as flat as flat can be.
1: People think Kansas is flat. People in Kansas can be flat in places. But I've never seen a flatter place in eastern Arkansas. It, It
0: was flat. And I was a little surprised at how flat it was. I was. And then. And then suddenly you're you're back in the mountains, you're, which, you know, we live in the foothills of the Appalachian right. Mountain here. And I'm like, hey, this kind of looks like home. It's, right. it's the Ozarks. So I right. drove through that area you just described so well in that song. Uh, so you grew up in uh, Arkansas and Mississippi, uh, in the Mississippi, Mississippi Delta. And then uh, you eventually make your way to Nashville. And you lived in Nashville and worked in Nashville
1: for a very long time. Yeah. Tell
0: folks a little bit about that.
1: You know, I moved over to Nashville when I was 20 years old. Um, uh i was dropped off in a parking lot with two guitars and some clothes uh, that was how that was how i began my nashville journey and uh i found an apartment on apartments.com the brand the newly formed at that time right, on apartments.com right, right. and uh got a job waiting some tables and I traded one of those guitars for a 1987 Chrysler New Yorker Wow and uh, it was it had a crack in the engine block every four <laughs> miles I had to stop and let it cool down and fill it up with water again mm-hmm. and uh, it was survival it was it was uh, it was a definitely a pretty epic survival story <laughs> and uh, I, a couple of well it was about a year and a half into my my Nashville journey I started a band called jackson hill and we uh we sorta of, me and a couple other guys that we were all waiting tables at the wild horse saloon and we we put a band together and you know just expected to go out and do a little bit of play and didn't really wasn't really trying to do the nashville thing with it we were just trying to get some experience well we ended up we, over the next five six years going through several different record labels record deals having different different things and I really got a lot of experience in town. Mm -hmm. And uh, when that project was over, I had a a pretty good foothold as a guitar player in a town that's really hard to get a foothold as a guitar player in. And uh, I was super humbled and honored to be able to work as a guitar player Mm -hmm. in Nashville, because we were talking about it earlier, you shake a tree and like nine of the greatest guitar (laughs) players on earth are going to fall out of just that one tree. That's not even the tree next to it, you know? So that's, that's how Nashville works. And, uh had a lot I just got a lot of great friends and over that experience in that time I uh people would always stand out musically to me and I I would listen to them and I would be like oh man if I ever get a chance to make a record of my own I want this guy or this girl to play on it they they have to be on a record if I'm ever making one and when I got an opportunity to record Rivers and Roads uh both parts the acoustic part and and the electric part through both albums I got to have all of those people mm-hmm. that i ever wanted to play on my record i oh, remember wow. my first week in town um a friend mm-hmm. of that i had met said hey let's go to this i got a vip ticket to a uh a, a countdown a top 50 songs of all time countdown the nashville scene is doing i'm like okay that that'll be fun and that night i heard the saxophone player and all i knew is that everybody referred to him all night as max on sax and uh i couldn't uh, I, thought, I, told, I told myself if I ever have a record of my own Max on is playing on it Well you know I went through 12 more years 12-13 more years never having seen or heard max on sacks play again (laughs) and when it got time for horn day on the record i was like man i'm i'm calling max on sacks well turns out he's the horn section leader uh, band leader for the uh, mavericks and that's his regular gig and so i tracked him down and just i sent him a note and said hey man it's probably way under your radar but (laughs) in case it's not here's the story i heard you play 15 years ago and i want you to come play on my record and he arranged all the horn parts and uh, hired the horn section. We, It was really, really a great thing. Same thing with Johnny Neal. Grew up uh, absolutely treasure in Johnny Neal. Uh, played with B3 Hammond Organ with the Allman Brothers Band. and I knew if I ever had a chance to make a record, I wanted them on it, and he is. So it's good to be able to do that. <laughs>
0: well see that's the deal you you've put together down this uh, two albums it's kind of telling a musical story and it starts right. off acoustic but it doesn't stay there like you say you mm-hmm. have you spent years in a, in a rock and roll band and right. it definitely has the second album definitely has that rock and roll and then and, and then not just guitars and drums but then the,
1: the horn section there's shows horns up, yeah. and you know the my favorite part of the second record i wanted to take Fifty years and bookend what happened to American music in fifty years. Now I couldn't cover all the ground in between, so I took 1927 and 1977. Those were my years I wanted to highlight. So part one is like a riverboat trip in 1927—Delta blues, bluegrass, gospel music. And part two is a road trip in 1977. That's uh, that's got your rock and roll and uh, there's some uh, some country early country influences in there. There's uh, a lot of blues, a lot of funk, a lot of soul. Uh, it's like a gumbo. The, yeah. the second record is so I enjoyed making that. Yeah,
0: let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the shows you, that you've got coming up and some other things you're doing. But let's let's hear another song first.
1: Okay, sure. We'll do something. Uh, i do something for part two. You know, uh, I put I wrote most of the songs on on both records, but I, I put a couple songs that uh, other people wrote on this. And this is actually a an old folk folk tune that Van Morrison arranged into a funk tune. Um, song called I've Been Working and I thought that fit it's an Irish folk tune he turned into a funk song and that's exactly what we talk about a lot so uh, I was happy to be able to put this on the record song called I've Been Working
2: I've been working I've been working so hard Oh, I've been working I've been working so hard But when I come home I just want to make love to you When I come home Grinding, I've been grinding all night long. Eighteen hours grinding hard all night long. But when I come home, I just want to make love to you. When I come home. Woman, 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 woman. You know you make me feel so good. I say, woman, 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 woman. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. 40 years grinding gears Hard all night long When I come home I just want to make love to you When I come home I say woman, woman, woman Woman, 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 woman. You know, you make me feel so good. I say, Woman, 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 woman. Hey! When I come home, when I come home.
0: Wow, Mudbone live in our studios playing a tune that you can find on his brand new album, uh, which I think I'm correct in saying it's just come out very recently. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, we released it to radio, I believe, uh, January 22nd, and okay. then uh, just came out uh, to the public on February. Sixteenth, well,
0: well uh, just a week um, or so ago, yeah. yeah, so brand new, brand new, and we've been playing a couple tunes off of it here, uh, including one from uh, a cover you did of a Marshall Tucker song, of oh, course, yeah. Marshall Tucker from just down the road in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Right. So uh, that one definitely got my attention. And we were talking just very briefly that uh, that you actually share a last name with with uh, some of the former band members of Marshall Tucker. So yeah, you know, speculating uh, whether or not you might be related, I
1: always get asked that question because <laughs> my last name's Caldwell, and I, I play. That's Paul's that's uh that's uh, I get asked that question a lot and I don't I don't know I have no reason to be, to claim but uh, <laughs> again you know uh, my earliest ancestor that I'm able to trace back my great great grandpa uh he was he come from Spartanburg South Carolina are well, you go. around the Spartanburg area got to be so a connection it's you know
0: distant but got to be maybe yeah. maybe <laughs> I'm
1: not saying it, it is but I'm not saying it ain't either
0: right right now, but that's not reason that you chose that song to cover.
1: No, no. I, I love the song, and I've always wanted to be able to record it. And, you know, when I, I was making a record called Roads, I figured if I'm making a, <laughs> a, a road trip in, the, in 77, I should probably include Take the Highway. Gotta Take out. the Highway, yeah. Like I said, I wrote most of the tunes on both records, but uh-huh. wanted to have a, a little bit of fun. And, and, you know, we're all a collection of our influences, and so I wanted to be able to pay some respects to some influences there so
0: well you bring up a topic that i love to uh, ask folk, folks about is how what's your process for writing a song you know there's a couple of schools there's the people who kind of wait for lightning to hit and then there are other people who it's like i sit down every day and try to try to write you kind of where do you fall on that
1: well, a little bit of both. You know, I would love to sit down every day and ride. I, I cover about 7,000 miles a month. So <laughs> most of my riding happens when I'm behind the wheel. Uh-huh. Um, but somebody will say something, it'll spark an idea. Um, and, and I'll do a co write that way. You know, I've, just in the last two weeks, that's happened. Uh, well, I was in Peoria, Illinois, and there was, there was three feet of snow on the ground. And it was four below outside. And the guy, one guy at the bar, he said, man, we could be in Florida. So we <laughs> started writing a song called We Could Be in Florida. Um, and so it, it happens a lot like that. Uh, I, one of the things that I learned from some of the greatest songwriters ever is let the song write itself. A lot of people feel like they're steering the song. But if you let the song steer you, if you you let the song write itself, it'll. Mm -hmm. Generally, those are. I I have better products for that. But sometimes it comes from a melody line. I'll have a little, a couple of notes, a melody line in my head. Sometimes I'll have a a lyric. Uh, Sometimes there'll be a hook. I'll have the whole idea for a song Mm -hmm. in one hook. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll write a whole song and then apply the hook to it. So it just, you just, I try to stay open and let it happen in a bunch of different ways. Carlos Santana said that. For him, it was water when when he was in the shower and like something about the consistent sound. And I find that this happens with me here in the wheels on the road. I don't listen to mm-hmm. music hardly when I'm mm-hmm. driving because the wheels on the road sort of numbs my technical brain and allows the subconscious to take over. And Santana talked about that. It worked in the shower. You know, he said wow. he wrote most of his songs in the shower because of the sound of the water, just yeah. sort of numbed his technical brain. So
0: interesting, interesting. Does do you think it? Well, of course it does. But uh, talk a little bit about how the fact that you are a bit of a music historian, that you are a student of music, uh, folk forms of music, different genres of music. How does that inform what you do when you sit down and start working up a song?
1: Well, uh, in one of two ways, usually. It either is a combination of multiple genres, uh, and I believe we live in a world where the genre walls are fallen, like the walls of Jericho. I believe that the... Again, when you ask people what they listen to, most people say everything. everything yeah. So uh, I, I try to not take that into m- mind so much. I, t- I try to just write the song, let the song write itself, and then when I'm done with it, it might be a country song. When I'm done with it, it might be a, a funk song. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've had songs that I thought was a country song, and then – I did something different one night while I was playing a venue somewhere, and I'm like, "Oh, this isn't a country. This is this is a funk song. It's not a country (laughs) song at all. We're going to do this funky from now on." So you never know. You might uh, in the future. I might decide to uh, uh, the second song off the record is off of part two is called "Rope." You know, it's a pretty funky song, Mm -hmm. and I I don't know. One day I might record a country version of it. So you never know. Yeah, Yeah, that's the good thing about art.
0: If you're just joining us, this is Mudbone Live in our studios. Uh, he uh, he he's traveling between uh, Tennessee and Alabama, and he took this detour through North Carolina to, to come and see us every day. <laughs> well, seven thousand miles a month—that's a—that's a lot of miles. Well, you got to
1: see everybody, and you know I, this is—I—I I fully dedicated myself to this process, and you have to, I think, uh, to do it. So there's. There's nowhere I won't go. If people want to hear some Mudbone music, we're yeah. going to bring it to them. Oh, there That's you go. probably what I love to do.
0: Speaking of which, you are you are touring. You're playing uh, Tomorrow in Alabama. Right. And then I've been looking at your uh, itinerary, and you've got shows really all over the country coming yep.
1: up. I, I actively tour in 36 different states, and uh, I love it. Everywhere I get to go, I have a song, Good Thing Bad. It talks about I'm always leaving my favorite place. But I'm always headed to my next favorite Mm -hmm. place. And it's always times and things and places full of good people. And I'm always surrounded by those things. And uh, I'm I'm the luckiest guy in the world, I feel like, because I have the freedom, uh, uh, complete freedom. If anybody needs some freedom, just hop in the van because we got freedom (laughs) all over the place. And uh, my windshield is like my television and America is on it 24 hours a day. And uh, I got a whole nation full of friends. Dang, so that sounds
0: like a song right there, trying to write itself. <laughs> it, it is. It is. There's
1: a lot of them.
0: Now, sometimes you play solo. Uh, do you usually play solo acoustic? Do you bring multiple mm-hmm. instruments? And sometimes you perform with a full band.
1: Yeah, I like to do both. Um, you know, like I said in Nashville, I I've mostly operated as a guitarist, lead guitarist for for different artists. So I love having a eight-piece band behind me and uh, throwing down on some guitar solos that's a, a mm-hmm. th- I'm, there's a comfort zone that is natural super it's a natural thing to me and then there is a but there's also something that's natural about sitting on a stool and being able to convey talk, tell stories about where people's music came from and where my music came from and it's uh it's they're two different comfort zones but i'm comfortable in either and uh but when i'm doing my acoustic shows i i carry uh, his name's clyde uh his it's a foot box it's an old suitcase (laughs) and uh we call those it's a it's got a microphone thrown i plug in a microphone throw it in there shut the case and he's all of a sudden my drummer right uh and we call that a mississippi drum machine Uh, a buddy (laughs) of mine named c6 steve he come up with that but he oh yeah c6 uh,
0: steve yeah yeah,
1: he that he, he 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 started Calling it a Mississippi drum machine. I like that. So that's that's sort of – that provides the beats in the acoustic shows. Yeah, yeah.
0: So you can check out the website again. Um, uh, I think you said it was Mudbone Roots?
1: Mudbonemusic.net. The Facebook is Mudbone Roots. Gotcha.
0: If you just put – if you go to Google and you put Mudbone – musician you definitely oh, music, you, get, room, you get all this stuff yeah know, including yeah, sure. youtube videos and all kinds of stuff yeah. before you go before you head out to uh, alabama could you play us another one
1: absolutely absolutely y'all this, this is uh this is the song i was talking about it's, uh, it's called good thing bad i'm always and the good thing bad is i'm always in my favorite place but i'm always leaving my favorite place and i'm always headed to my next favorite place so there's a bittersweet and all that i hate The worst part of my day Is when I have to get in the van And leave the folks that I love But the best part of my day Is later that day When I get out of my van And I'm back around In a whole different state Full of people that I love So that's what this song is about And it's the writing on the wall That
2: drives me crazy It always makes me call A good thing bad those long lines in the mirror remind me daily That the cost of having ain't worth the price of being had
1: You see, I took
2: out on a highway just this morning them bayou sounds calling out my name Destination down below New Orleans And the crazy loving arms of a Cajun queen Oh, but don't you fall in love with me, sweet darling It's up and off and on the road I go I'll be halfway across Texas before your morning coffee That old Albuquerque sunset'll start the show And it's the writing on the wall that drives me crazy Always makes me call a good thing bad Those long lines in the mirror Remind me daily That the cost of having ain't worth the price Of being had Looks like nothing gonna hold me down And I wake up in some other town. There's something, someone's always stealing my heart away. But what keeps me going out here rolling is knowing I'll be back someday. So by the time the morning sun hits Colorado, and them but so again, an early ray of light. Those rocky mountain peaks will cast a shadow low on a delta heart that cherishes the sight. Oh, it seems like every time I climb back onto that prevault takes me to a place I want to stay To times and things and places full of good people And then I climb back on and it carries me away And it's the writing on the wall that drives me crazy always makes me call a good thing bad those long lines in the mirror remind me daily that the cost of having ain't worth the price of being had no the cost of having ain't worth the price of being had Know the cost of having ain't worth the price of being had.
0: That's Mudbone live in our studios. Chris, thanks so much for stopping by today, taking that short detour uh, on your way to Alabama from from Tennessee down the street. <laughs> I was just looking uh, as you sing a song about about. Going from town to town and playing music, uh, I was looking at your itinerary on your website, and what do you've got? Like seventy concerts to play this
1: year, or something like that. Well, that's just what I've booked. You know what's crazy is I added sixty of those like last week. Uh, I, I'm not sure what happened. Uh, I, I sent out. That's a good week. <laughs> that was a great week. I'm, that's the first time that's happened like that. I, everybody was in a booking week last week, yeah. and uh, so I, I I got about sixty of those in. But there's there's about sixty more that. I'm expecting to get in, right. so so I'll be. I'm, I'm probably going to do around 200, 220 shows this year. Wow, I'm looking at doing that, you so.
0: are going to be putting some miles on your car. On I your do band.
1: it. That's but that's what we. That's what we're supposed to do. Yeah,
0: yeah. And you're all over the place. You're all over the southeast. You're, uh, you're going to be playing a lot in Florida. And sometimes when you play uh, in some of these mm-hmm. in the full band, it's the. Th- Thunder, bayou, the thunder Band.
1: bayou Band. That's what we call it because yeah. it's thunder and generally <laughs> they, we all from down in the Bayou somewhere. Right. So I spend a lot of time in Morgan City, Louisiana, mm-hmm. uh, down to about seven and a half miles from the coast. It's right. an hour and a half southwest of New Orleans, if that lets you know. It's yeah. it is about as swampy as it gets. <laughs> and uh, man, they got so much great music down there. So I get a lot of musicians that I use from down there. Get a lot of them from Nashville. So right. uh, we have a good time.
0: Again, check them out online. Goes by the name of Mudbone. We've been playing some songs here. We're going to let him uh, head out the door and get on down to Alabama. But as he goes, we're going to uh, play one of the songs we talked about in the interview a cover of a Marshall Tucker tune. This is from that uh, album, The Rhodes Album, Part Two, and it's called Take the Highway.
2: of your love will linger on Please don't wait for me too long. me